father. I must ask a question. Please. What am I? A good father. Yet we are not like you. What are we? Alright, hi guys. Welcome to Midnight Movie Night, where we discuss some of the most enjoyably bad movies of all time. I'm your host, Kevin Heisinger. Join with me, as always, all the way from New Jersey, is my co-host, which is Megan Sweet. Megan, good to see you. I, I promoted you to co-host because... I know, I... You've guessed it the most times. And if you're not on an episode, it's nothing personal, but it's just whenever you hear you will be I, the co-host. I have promoted I, you. I upgraded you to VIP, the uh, first class. Uh, I'm honored, and you can even make me co-host on the. Don't do it, but you can literally make somebody co-host on Zoom. Oh wow, that'd be yeah. oh yeah, the actual <laughs> that'd be fun. But you don't have I'll, to. I'll think about it. Okay, don't push it. Okay, I've already promoted you. <laughs> we'll talk later. <laughs> <laughs> also, join with us, returning all the way from Miami. He's a comedian. He's hilarious. It is Milton. Milton, good to see you. Good to see you guys. I'm not gonna again. I'm not gonna attempt your last name. I just I'm referring to you. Do it. The please milk. try it. Please just please try it. Granadillo. Oh, there you Granadillo. go. Is it? Wow. Awesome. I'm you mystery. You nailed it. Spanish. As <laughs> Duolingo keeps telling me. One and, time at a show, they introduced me as Milton Grant Issue. <laughs> what? <laughs> I'll take it, man. I've gotten like Kevin Hellsinger and Kevin High Swinger. I've gotten a lot. Like, oh yeah. Not hard. It's not hard. I, Megan Sour is what they call me. Like that's no. Speaking of cute, we are talking about such an interesting film tonight. Such a, a doozy. Wow, a catastrophe, a monstrosity, if you will. It is the '90s remake of The Island of Doctor Moreau, the Val Kilmer, Marlon Brando disaster picture. Damn, this was. <laughs> Also, and before we do, we could probably, did you guys both watch that documentary, The Lost Soul, or The yes. Doom Journey of Richard Stanley? Yes. Free on Prime, which is just as interesting, <laughs> if not more than the movie, is the making Absolutely. of. Absolutely. Which, and I recommend both as a double feature. I would say watch the documentary first, and then the movie, to really get some backstory, because Jesus yes. Christ. <laughs> and, we'll, and we'll talk about because poor Richard Stanley, man. This dude seems like such a cool guy, such a good director. He made a couple indie flicks back in the 90s. They were kind of like cyberpunk. They were different. And they finally said, okay, we're going to give you a budget. He wanted to, you know, adapt H.G. Wells' novel, The Island Dr. Moreau. He had all these really cool ideas, spent four years only to get fired in four days. So sad. Yes. Primarily because of Val Kilmer, this fucking guy. And God, it's too bad because, I mean, not only was he going through a divorce, but Marlon Brando, his daughter, had committed suicide. Yeah. So he was oh. just losing oh. it. And not only was Richard Stanley fired, but what makes it so interesting was he snuck back. He was supposed to take a plane yes. and go home. But he's like, no, this is still kind of my movie. I want to fuck with you guys. So he snuck. And because it's kind of a monster movie, he dressed up like one of the monsters and ended I up love it. in the film. It's amazing. The, be the best part of the documentary. <laughs> Undercover extra is like the best term. 
It really <laughs> yes, <laughs> undercover extra. Undercover extra should be something that we talk in day-to-day basis. It's amazing. Yes, that it should would, be the title of the documentary. It should have been, yeah, Lost Soul, The Doomed Journey of Richard Stanley Making Island of Dr. Moreau, starring Val Kilmer. It was yeah. a little much, but. Well, Richard Stanley credits his unstable childhood, which I appreciated right away. He's like, if I didn't have a fucked up childhood, this would not, like, I wouldn't be who I am. And I just appreciated that. (laughs) He had some ideas. I don't know. And also, I mean, kind of a big reveal. Not, I don't have to say it for the end, but he is planning on making another Island of Dr. Moreau. He's trying to make his vision because he totally got fucked over and fired from Hollywood went missing for a long time but he just actually came out with a movie a couple years ago with Nicolas Cage called Color Out of Space which was fucking crazy it's a Lovecraft adaptation it is so why it was so weird (laughs) I was totally into it and I'm so happy he's coming back and it was such like a it was different I recommend it (laughs) you go Richard We're on your side, Richard. Richard, yeah, I yeah, know. Especially, I'm glad the documentary is getting some tread. People are talking about it. Good for them, because he. If you need me to do some sort of witchcraft, witchcraft shrine, I'll do it, man. I'm on your side, Richard. If Richard, you're listening to me, I will be in your. We're film. here. I will be one of the demons. I don't know. Yeah. I haven't read we got your back, Richard. We got your yes. back. I haven't read too much Lovecraft. I think <laughs> he's a little racist for me, but. So this movie, and I watched it last night. I just got my second Vax shot, so I'm a little delirious. But we're going through it. I'm willing to- <laughs> that's, <laughs> that's from the movie, Kevin. That's from, that's from it from was yeah. very right. absolutely. If you watch this late at night, yeah, because I like you know this midnight movie. If you watch it later and you're a little stone or a little drunk, this really is like a fever dream of a movie. I was so confused. Yes. I was so. I don't even, especially, I mean, right off the bat, this first scene, I was already confused. Okay, we got like a shipwreck and there's three dudes on a lifeboat and they're fighting to the death for a, a canteen. Is that what they said? It was like a granola bar. Yeah, it's a canteen of water <laughs> in, in the middle of the Java. Where are they? Let's see. Yeah. They're, was it the Java Sea? Wasn't it the. Yeah, it's yeah, it's the like Java, Java Sea. Yeah. yeah, and they're they're fighting to the death already. <laughs> I don't. And I'm so good. And like, so these guys like stab each other. They're fighting. Two of them fall off and get eaten by sharks. And our lead dude's just chilling. He's like, oh, I'm safe. But then the guy pops back up. He's like, ha just kidding. I'm not dead. Like, wait, what the fuck? I thought but the you- funniest thing to me is that Edward Douglas was on his way to for the UN to do a peace settlement. And he couldn't even handle it in the time he lifeboat like, like, yeah, like, he couldn't even get it together like what's the all. interview process yeah. in, yeah. the, <laughs> in like, the well, un that they got just like, straight up murder yeah and i'm so good conf- thing he didn't make it confused like these two guys die our lead dude survives and i'm just so good okay why didn't we see the shipwreck that would have been cool that would have been a cool opening like a godzilla type thing i don't know and why why have this fight scene at all? Why not just have him by himself, just deserted? Exactly. <laughs> I think it's probably some sort of like allegory of, you know, coming just, up. There was a- Acting like animals, you know, like some sort of like semiotic shit there. But also I feel like it's awesome because it's probably, it's, it's the first time, but then it, 
you think that the movie is gonna go the movie is gonna go that way, but it's not because it starts with this like voiceover and it's like very Shakespearean and very like dated. And I'm like, oh, is that gonna happen throughout the movie? Nope, it just yeah. doesn't appear. <laughs> and then at some point, there's a there's a scene that need, that needs explanation, and then there's a voiceover. He's like, what Dr. Moreau didn't know it was that blah 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 blah. Yeah. And at the end. So I think it's amazing because. <laughs> you, you think that maybe that's how the movie is gonna go like a morgan right. freeman shawshank redemption thing and then no it's just like a, oh, beginning and the end sprinkle there yeah oh and that the opening we didn't talk about like i mean that was the acid trip right there that opening was like well, shows like the eyeball wow showing yeah. like, like, x-rays and like surgeries and stuff i liked it though i did like it. transplant yeah. I'm in. Yeah, when I saw that, I'm like, I'm in. This is. <laughs> I was on me. board. I did. Honestly, I kept going back and forth. I'm like, I don't know if I, I think I kind of like this movie. I mean, I enjoyed how ridiculous it was, but I almost I wanted it to be good because I was so <laughs> invested. There's so many themes and things happening, but it just ended up just being very messy. It gets, <laughs> I mean, yes, he, he gets rescued and then round, yeah, Val Kilmer, this fucking guy, comes in, saves the day. But Montgomery. Really, yeah, I feel like Brando was trolling, but Kilmer was like bullying on set because they made it like the star power and like their movie now. They were having a shitty life, so they wanted to make everyone else's lives shitty, but he was just being such a dick. And <laughs> I just don't so get it. I, I think we should speak about that, that background, like why he was being an a hole. Like yeah. he was getting divorced, like he was right. going to be the main character. But right. then he was getting divorced and he's like, mm, I don't want to commit. So he he ordered that his line should be like cut out and like thin yeah. during the, the script. Yeah. But then the director was like, let's just make you the sidekick, like the, the Mr. Smithers of this thing. Yeah. He's like, okay, cool. <laughs> but then when asked after he accepts, he realized that he's not even like a secondary character. So he becomes like a douchebag and tries to yeah. like ruin every scene he's in to like take over the movie in his own madness. Yeah. I mean, that one that what was that German actor, Marco, he was yeah. such, such a bigger part. He plays one of the animals, but Kilmer was intimidated because he's doing better than him. So he had his scenes cut and just such a dick move and not only that but a lot of the stuff he was wearing just a troll like i mean he picks his own he, he picked like uh items of his own clothes yeah and, and the, the <laughs> design blue. production was like okay great but why do you need this uh, blue thing in your elbow i don't know i just I yeah. I love the the flower in the mouth is what got me and in the hair. <laughs> and like they go back to this island. We meet our love interest, Caruza uh, Balk from the craft. I like her. She's in Waterboy. She tried. She's to... perfect for this role. I mean, she, was. she has the perfect look. I know. Who else would you put in that? I mean, she like... and she's dancing to the. Do oh, we talk dance. about Deep Forest? Do you know yeah. that? Do you know Deep Forest? No. I, in high school, I would wear a Depeche Mode t-shirt like, every day, but for some reason, I was in like an acting club and I found this weird like deep forest music, and I was into it for a tiny little minute. <laughs> when I heard this, I was like, "Oh my god, this is from high school." I, I hadn't heard that song <laughs> since high school, so it really took me back. And I danced, of course, I danced with my you know my bad acne and frizzly hair. I danced just like that in my room, just like that out deep in the forest. rain out in Australia. Yes. 
and our lead dude is just chilling, just staring at her for a little bit. It's not weird. It was just, you know, just watching her in her habitat. And we're introduced to her. She's doing stuff. And then, I mean, what, what really happened? Like, he just, like, Val Kilmer locks him in his room, right? It's like, you can't come out. But then he just comes out anyway, just like a few hours. Yeah, he gets out. <laughs> they made it easy. They've... He, he breaks out and I was almost, because I'm still kind of on board with this movie. I'm like, where is it going? What's happening? And then we find out that they're animals doing animal testing. But wait, they were humans? I didn't get this part. They all yeah. they all used to be humans and now they're- They're humans. fused. The animals yeah, so it's a mix of genes. Yes. Yeah. And all the just, vials happen. And it was all just- one guy doing it because he invented velcro and he's rich like what the how is marlon he's so overweight and he's so he can't he's out there seven i'm assuming this is back when he was like thinner and 17 years (laughs) dead he was actually ripped we're talking like streetcar named desire days because by the way that vegetarian eating there no no meat (laughs) but then once he like gained that emperor status he just let himself go with a lot of wine because that's also the thing like the way that they talk about him before he's there it's like this like very enigmatic creature and you know he's the doctor and he has a noble and blah 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 but then when he shows up oh geez it's like oh my god i was so thank you it's great i love it it is no I, no, I, I loved it i was like i mean I, this is that whole get up that white stuff on his face 300 pounds he's sitting on top he looked like homer simpson when that episode where he gets really fat and that's what yeah. he, and he's and i was like why is he so he was like talking into a speaker and he's like the dude's right in front of you I'm like why? <laughs> yeah because he's in this like weird pope mobile yeah and smeared <laughs> in whatever white substance he could find in cocaine <laughs> cocaine probably yeah but but he D- douglas just gets into that space where they're doing i mean that cracked oh, me up just it. opens the doors nobody sees him and then he hides like eventually they how did nobody that? see that they're like that the yeah creature was given birth and they turn around like well that's cool and they turn around like oh shit <laughs> and i love so they see him and he runs away they don't chase him and then he even sees two people out front like the creatures looking at him like ah and then he just keeps running they don't yes that's right wait no they didn't see him like oh hey what's up like you're you're new here (laughs) and i love because then what the daughter comes up like come with me we have to get out of here and it's at night and they run away for what seemed like two days (laughs) they're just like we gotta get out of here and then it's daytime like wait it's not even like sunrise. It seemed like a totally different day. Like it's 5 p.m. Like, okay, we're across the island. We're at my spot now. We're here. I was a little lost. One of the many things I was so confused by. But Marlon Brando, man, that was, oh, this chef's kiss. This, his wardrobe, the stuff he, the stuff he was wearing, just like the rags on his head. And we did <laughs> I mean, especially we do have to talk about the ice bucket. That was please. That was please. I mean, so he was like really overweight. Australia was hot, and he kept having like sit in his trailer, and like and it was like air conditioned, taking up half the budget just to keep it AC. And everyone was out there in like these awful conditions. They even had like a hurricane, didn't they? And they had like shut down production, and he was just chilling. And again, he was just trolling because he's like, I need a bucket on my head. I'm like, why? I'm like, because. 
my character is a dolphin. <laughs> yes. I'm Marlon Brando, and I, if I want a bucket on my head, you're going to get one. And mm-hmm. in the documentary, they talk about his conflict going to his home to talk about the movie, right. and that woman falls asleep. I don't know. <laughs> yeah, She's there for me to falls asleep because of, was it too hot in his house? So there's weird stuff really? going on with the Yeah, the he had to wait for his <laughs> woman to fall asleep, and all that stuff happens. But I mean, these creatures, though, that dinner scene, and we're introduced, they're like, they're the waiters. They're so polite, good for them. And we're introduced to, what was it, one of the smallest men in the world is part oh, of the film. Boy, yeah. do I want to talk about that also. Oh, geez. His name is yes. Nelson de la Rosa. At yes. that point, he was the smallest man in the world from the Dominican Republic. And I know all this. Because as a Venezuelan, he was a freaking celebrity. Wow. And he went to all the shows, but they're like all these like uh, Sabado Gigante kind of show where they're like trying to like exploit his thing. So he was always like the smallest man in the world and the biggest chested lady in the world. So you had this like vedette <laughs> with the giant tits and she's eating next to Nelson de la Rosa. And and he had a video clip and he was seriously like the tiny Elvis of its age. And then they hired him from this movie. And it's just a mess. It's a mess. Two because... feet four inches. Two feet four inches yeah. is what it said. I know I'm repeating myself, but that was on the documentary, I think. I think yeah. he ended up being, I was looking, he ends up, he's like <laughs> the third smallest person in the world, I think. But he's still, he's in the top five. Oh. Good for him. And I guess he was really like very sexual towards the women and he was was just kind of a dick to everyone else i just love when marco (laughs) talks about it's like hey how would the filming go it's like fuck you and he punches him in the dick like what the hell and even talking about like i wanted to do something but like if i kick the smallest dude in the world it was gonna hate me because because marlon got like acquainted to him and he was like oh this needs to be like my mini version and it needs to be in the movie and this guy and so it becomes this whole thing that it's hilarious but it's just marlon brando in his giant size and then the smallest man in the world dressed as him with like a tiny piano so it's involuntarily oh i love hilarious. that loved it and actually that's hilarious. where i entered a david lynch kind of thing and i wanted him to take this over Very because much. that would have been amazing and the part where he goes he just wants to shake your hand you know marlon brando wasn't acting there he was like this is my best friend and he just wants to shake world. your hand and then he says thank you he's like he just <laughs> wants to shake your hand and he shakes and he goes thank you like I think he just put that in there. I don't even think that was and ended up being the, the inspiration <laughs> for Mini Me in Austin Powers. Yes. But thank God we had that because it was perfect, especially with the two pianos, the small one and the big. Oh, that was perfect. I love that. Which, by the way, brain. when when he when the main character meets all these persons that Marlon Brown is like, these are my sons and other, it's amazing because he knows for a fact that they know English and they have a thought process, but still he's like, how about these mutants? You're a monster. Look at these monstrosities. And I'm like, bro, they can hear you. Right there. <laughs> he's not. They're, they're deformed. It's like, bro, they're, they're there, man. They tried their best. He's not very considerate. He's not. <laughs> Especially, and I was so confused, especially, I mean, when we, again, back to when we first introduced Marlon to this guy and everyone's surrounding him, like, guys, he's scared. Give him a gun. Right. <laughs> he's, he's really <laughs> worried. Right. everything. <laughs> he needs a pistol. 
And what does he do? He gives him the gun. And he starts shooting. <laughs> what the fuck did you think was going to happen? This guy, <laughs> Dr. Moreau, has a death wish. I think he really wanted to die <laughs> that scene. But he's it's so confused. But again, I was on board because like you're kind of through the eyes of this main dude. And he's not into it. And it, he's really honest about it. Like, I don't like what's going on here, but <laughs> and what kind of almost made it work for me is because Marlon Brando was losing his mind. But hey, Dr. Moreau, so is he. So it kind of worked. Yeah, there was a lot <laughs> of parallels between the, the documentary and the movie. It was like a lost island. I guess that is an OK name for it because it was a lost, <laughs> lost yeah. island. I mean, was they got there too early. They went there a year ahead or months ahead to get acquainted with no tv or unplugged <laughs> everybody was going insane <laughs> they were lost I and be- we forgot to call him the five finger man because that's when the she's five like, finger oh, man that's you how have you beautiful know. hands and i was like where's that going yeah, I know. That's how we <laughs> is this know. gonna be a sex scene or is this yeah. like that's alluding to something else i don't know <laughs> how we can trust him but and i was on board for brando but i was so confused by val kilmer in this movie and his character all together i mean especially i'd love that part that whole scene where our main dude is hanging out with the german guy or like the animal and val kilmer walks in he's like go fetch and he like gives him the ball to get the animal out of there and that whole time when he's talking to him trying to intimidate the lead dude i'm like this guy val kilmer wasted right now he seemed genuinely high or drunk it was very uncomfortable and i don't remember what they were talking about but it doesn't zero commitment zero commitment to the scene and he's like too close he's like when you have like the friend of a friend at a party and the guy's super drunk and he talks like super close to your face (laughs) you know if he's gonna you know if he's gonna try to kiss you or punch you it's yes there was no pandemic at that time and they (laughs) they were definitely like they just looked like they were gonna break like every time they talked it just looked like they were gonna break character and it was just not even to laugh just because It was very. It was bizarre, yes. Especially, and one of the more confusing parts, especially with Val Kilmer. So there's a part where him and the main dude they're trekking. It's the middle of the day, and they're like talking to all the animals. And he goes up to one. He goes up to hyena, and hyena says to him like, "Pain, like no more." And for no reason, Val Kilmer just turns around, books it to the car, grabs the fucking assault rifle, and just starts shooting up the place. Like I was so. <laughs> I didn't understand. They're trying because I talk about like they're in pain and they don't want to be the mutants anymore, right? Wait, like, is that when he was giving them the shots, or was that later? I don't. Yes, it's, yes, is that scene? Okay, I mean, it's try to put it together because the movie doesn't make sense. So the timeline <laughs> of the movie, it's very weird to like try to put ourselves. But yeah, it's a scene where for some reason, uh, Doctor Moreau decides that they need like an extra shot of whatever magical whatever and so while while they are inoculating the animals slash people this person appears and he's like i don't feel anymore because i removed that chip that brakes me pain oh yeah so that's why about that. kilmer yeah. is like, like oh it's like yeah, a jurassic park moment. okay i was so confused by that yeah because we find out yeah morel has that thing where he's got he can press it and all the animals yeah they stop and they start freaking out and they're in pain but mm-hmm. 
Kevin, was that what it was like for you today, getting your shot? Were you kind of oh, like, <laughs> you were hiding a little bit in the like, shadows? Like, I was hyperventilating. You're like, come on, it's not going to hurt. Get out of here. I almost wanted to like, troll on my way out. Just like, oh, God, it burns. It burns. <laughs> just like start freaking out. Turn into a beast animal. <laughs> yeah. What have you done? Yeah. <laughs> well, honestly, the first shot hurt a lot more. This one, I feel OK. I'm, I'm just hung over. And I picked a bad day to binge drink before my shot. I, like yeah, it was at noon. Bad choice by me, but I'm recovering. I'm gonna be okay. I'm just just drink it off is what I say. Like, very very off the COVID. You're very healthy. <laughs> but I mean, Marlon Brando. There's that whole part because I did like that the animals started revolting. I'm like, okay, now I kind of like this movie again. There's like some themes here. Realizing that they don't have to like kind of like an overthrow your government type situation, but. And that whole scene where, I mean, they come in and they break in a morose spot and he goes, oh, shit. Hey, it's we're all we're cool, right? (laughs) Let me play you a song. (laughs) And he starts playing the piano and they start crying, which, by the way, yeah, Ron Perlman is in this movie. I forgot he plays. Yeah. The the layer of the law. I was layer of the law. Layer of the law. (laughs) The layer. Layer of the law. That's what it should be. But. And I was so confused and because I, I was like the whole time I was looking for him and he shows up at the end. I mean, now he all of a sudden he has this big part because like they're sitting and it was so confusing because I mean, like the wolves or the animals were sitting around him and like he plays them that song. They start like weeping, but then they decide, fuck it. And they just kill him. They, yeah. go, they go to they town. Eat him. Yeah, they eat him they a lot. Jump on that Marlon. Yeah. And he falls into that hammock and the hammock supports him still and all the animals and that was right there the most confusing part for me <laughs> and there's there's plenty of marlin we're just gonna yeah. leave it like that there's a lot of marlin to it and here's the I thing know. like they were gonna they would tear him up that would make sense there's a lot of marlin to eat but then his daughter finds him <laughs> it's all sad but then they're able to still burn his body and like his right. like he seems like he's still intact like i thought they would eat all of him like or maybe they could have saved him for later, but no, they somehow. And that's another question. Like he's so big. There's no, how did they get his body to burn it? Like I, I don't know. These are questions I, I have. I know the answer to that. This is a silly thing to say, but I do think it's funny that I think about this. That obviously it's because it's the movie that this is all happening. The revolt. He dies. But I just think it's funny. Like everything was kind of just. <laughs> going along until douglas showed up and then yeah. dr road dies there's a revolt like it just took this one five-fingered man he just, just ruins like it. he's an outsider and what did he really even do besides just walk around and be like oh that's gross <laughs> that's all he really yeah. did this whole movie he like, shot that gun in the beginning he shot the gun and- so weirdly enough i kind of relate to him because he's this character that he wants to leave but he's constantly like finding reasons to stay and they're like we're gonna explain to you what's going on with these animals and he's like okay fine i'll stay one more day so i i relate to him because this weird ass movie i wanted to press stop all the time (laughs) but i was like no i need to know how this ends please god i can't even imagine so i i relate to that character because because he keeps coming back to see just what the fuck is going on just 
I felt the same way. Not only was it through his eyes and I kept being on the fence. I'm like, do I like this movie? I don't know if I do. Like, it was like, okay, like the animals, you're trying to get to know them. But then Marlon does something really weird. Like, and you lost me again. Like, like I just, they just make so many decisions and different turns. But what's funny, I mean, because I talked about like the production was supposed to be three, four weeks ended up being what, five months. And so, and they all said like, okay, this movie has a beginning, a middle and an end. Perfect. Like that's, that's all we really If need. we get that, if it we're makes good. some sort of sense, good, because it was a nightmare, especially because Terry Gilliam tried to make this movie years ago, Don Quito. And it was kind of like that the production was a shit show. There was floods and he didn't even end up making it until a couple of years ago, but at least you know like this movie was made and it came out and it did i mean budget was 40 million it made like 50 worldwide so it was a flop but it's starting to get like a cult following as it should i think this is a fun midnight movie this is especially i mean the animals start revolting and i just love i had lots count they blow up a lot of shit like they blow up a lot of built they love their yeah they really went to town especially and i lost track i mean we'll, we'll talk about first when val loses it too and he decides you know what i'm gonna do i'm gonna do a marlon brando impression and he <laughs> dresses like him and that whole scene oh. where our lead dude goes like come on dude we gotta get out of here and val just starts screaming like you know that was val's idea you know he was just like he had some lines he was gonna say it was like nope <laughs> <laughs> just keep rolling just keep rolling (laughs) we need this (laughs) he tries to take over the dr moreau whole role and he goes with and he's hanging out with all the hyenas or again i don't know what they are in the mutants and he's sitting in the chair and he lost it and this is my question so there were like three different animals that had dreadlocks and i kept losing tracks i thought it was the same guy oh racist (laughs) remember there was like the guy with the dreadlocks and he was like kind of the layer of the law at first when they do that execution and that one creature was on trial and then he shoots him point blank and then that dude gets killed but then doesn't he like come back to life remember they had the whole scene in like the elevator and he comes down like just kidding i'm not actually dead and then he dies again Remember I'm talking about? No, I forgot. I forgot <laughs> that. I was long. so mesmerized by the other scenes. I guess they were really well. There were a lot of animals. I think they were supposed to be different. But needless to say, one of them shoots and kills Val Kilmer. And well, know. that's right after he said he wants to go to dog heaven. Which oh, I, yes. <laughs> well, all dogs and also, go to heaven. <laughs> but also when they're in the the lab or whatever it's called, and he finds the vials or containers with his name. Isn't that oh, when he turns to, he turns to Montgomery and he's like, "You meant to bring me here, didn't you?" Or whatever he says. Yeah. No shit. Like you're just figuring this out now. Like what did you think yeah, you were locked in a room for five minutes for? <laughs> I mean, it was a strange thing to say. I didn't understand. Like, I could. I'm siding with the that? main guy. He was a little distracted by the everything else that was happening on the <laughs> island. All right, all right, I guess. But, but he was locked in that room until he found that magazine and got out. I don't know. He did spend a lot of time in that computer. He was hanging out. Yeah. What year was this movie supposed to be? Oh, oh, that's it's exactly 100 years after the book was written, right? Yeah. It said that. But what? I don't know. What, well, is that 1996? Yeah. 96. Yeah, oh, the, so this movie. So the book 96. would have been. 
So this was present day. It was, 1996. It was what the yes. fuck? It was seemed like it was in the <laughs> 40s or 50s. But then it's a bizarre never... thing because the, the lines of dialogue are very dated. Yeah, it was. So they're like, the book. yeah, with a computer well, a and, yeah. and they talk. Yeah. So that's why <laughs> I don't understand anything. Of what's Especially because, I mean, he has to make his own boat to get home. I'm like, what year is this? Yeah. <laughs> I'll be back. I'll be back. Really, you know what? I'm gonna want to. I'm just gonna turn around and come back probably in like three hours. <laughs> and I, I thought it was weird. I don't know why they decided to kill off that girl from the craft. Marlon's that was really. Daughter. That was that really was unnecessary. I we didn't even get to save her. I'm like, there's none of that. They, they grab the lead dude, put her in a noose, and they hang her off camera. Yeah. And he has like yeah. one moment of like, no. Well, anyway, and then just move on. <laughs> I wanted to see her turn into a. Be- I wanted to see the transformation. I, yeah, I, I didn't think that. I wasn't. In, in the original idea, she was supposed to like become like full on cat. Panther. Right. Yeah, like panther, cat, whatever. And then the guys were like supposed to be like gonna kill her and then cook her and then feed it to the main dude. And that was going to be like the main breaking point in the original his in the original story. Yeah. But then when everybody got involved, it got like watered down. So now we don't like none of them. Anybody that's not Marlon Brando doesn't have a story that makes sense. <laughs> and his own story doesn't make sense. So, yeah. And I mean, our lead dude gets like forced to bow down to these hyenas. But luckily, that German guy. <laughs> Film saves the day yeah. <laughs> by blowing more shit up. <laughs> and I was really on board with like this action-packed last scene. All these animals just shooting each other, all this death, needless, and all this crazy shit happens. Moreau's dead, Val Kilmer's dead. And then it ends with our lead dude just being like, Well, that was weird. I gotta go yeah. home, guys. See ya. That wasn't that. That's why he was like, I'll be back. I'll be back. Everybody that was a wacky adventure. That was quirky. I yeah. learned a lot about myself. See ya. <laughs> and he just hopped <laughs> on the little castaway boat. And not only that, but this animal who I didn't recognize at all goes up to him like, no, don't go. We love you. I'm like, first off, who are you? Who are you? <laughs> Second off, why do you love this guy? He's been talking shit about you since day one. And he has done nothing like empathetic <laughs> towards you. He's just like, he kind of hung out with a couple of you guys and played fetch. That's about it. <laughs> that's really, there's no reason well, to like a bond. Because that's also the thing. The movie's so weird that you don't know if the guy was in the island for one day or three years. You don't yes. know. <laughs> Nothing makes sense. Because even point. when he leaves, <laughs> the port that they burned like the night before is still smoky, but he already like made like a raft so yeah, how does time work is this like the the lost island where everything moves different because yes. I, don't <laughs> I was it very is. confused <laughs> it was such a weird note i honestly thought that maybe our lead dude should have be- become like the next dr moreau i feel like he should have taken over the island oh that would be I amazing would've... that would have been a good spin like the, the new god yeah yeah, yeah. Yeah, that would have been cool. A lot of missed opportunities with this one, obviously, especially with the production. I'm very curious if Richard Stanley is able to do it again. That would be awesome because I there I were so many <laughs> there's so many themes and ideas here, and I did actually like the makeup of the creatures, and but it was just such a, a shit show, as was the production. But yeah, I, I mean, kept imagining um, 
sketch comedy scenarios of <laughs> like I wanted I, I went into that David Lynch kind of mindset because if he had directed this and been part of this I don't know why <laughs> there would have been a strange kind of soap opera element to the dynamic of the family to Marlon to Dr. Moreau and his children and then I was picturing that as a sketch comedy on Saturday Night Live <laughs> like because I think there could have been some great sketches made out of that family dynamic <laughs> Marlon really and the boys I, coming yeah, soon the, the boys yeah. <laughs> yeah. I mean, yeah, we had a whole spoof of it in Austin Powers. It really. Yeah, I mean, I guess that was. <laughs> there could have been more. <laughs> but if David Lynch had been part of it, there would have been more bizarre family dynamics there and like weirder dialogue with the family. I would have I've been on board. I would have enjoyed yeah. that. <laughs> but I feel like how far would it be from this thing? Because this thing is very surreal. Okay. <laughs> it was. Very... It it's was. super bonkers. I almost never uh, use that word, but this is a freaking bonkers movie. I love it. <laughs> it was. I, really I love did. it. I, I bought it. I bought it on Amazon. <laughs> really? I bought it. I said. I said to myself, I need to watch this a thousand more movies. Wow! Like I'm, so, I'm so glad. And I have in my notes a bunch of weird things that I'm not gonna say everything. But <laughs> at some point, when when like the creations start talking to Marlon, they come with like you don't know if they love him but him and then they're like what are we <laughs> I'm like, yes i don't know yes i need an answer like that's how i felt about this yeah i don't know yes this is i'm okay it was like especially when i could tell there were some themes there and i was super on board but then it just did some weird stuff but i still do like this movie and i highly recommend it it is oh, absolutely yes yes i think it's a quintessential bad movie because it yeah. should good bad movie is you're gonna be like what the hell is going on why was that strung together and i can't stop watching this give me more because and, it's so weird and there's a fun game <laughs> If you watch a documentary before, because since he's he was like undercover extra, then when you watch the movie again, you get to see when Doc Person is. In yes. The scene. Yeah. He You're gonna be that. like, that's a former director. Uh, yeah. It's brilliant. A very Hitchcock like element just showing yeah. up in the random. He does play a Doc Person, <laughs> and I'm so glad that he's getting to make more movies because Hollywood really did him dirty. But he's coming back. See Richard Stanley. That's we miss you. We love you. Just, just keep at it. It's good. Welcome back. Pal. Start Welcome doing your juju, back. man. We're on your side. <laughs> well, yeah. You don't uh, need to hide. Thank we. Thank we covered pretty much everything. Do you guys have anything you want to plug, like your social media? Milton. <laughs> uh, well, uh, follow me in Instagram as the underscore Milton underscore show. That's the Milton show uh for whatever kind of event that you guys invite me to <laughs> there we go yay and i'm megan underscore e underscore sweet <laughs> there we go and also yeah and if you guys could follow me on twitter at kevin heisinger i know i'm like 10 years too late but i'm trying to make it work i really <laughs> i'm trying to get viral out here well thanks so much for, thanks for being <laughs> on guys i appreciate you it's been a, a really good time